0: Good evening, and welcome back to Yes Coach. It's your favorite athletic director, Mike Collins. So, it's been a while since I posted last. Uh, It's currently over to Christmas break. I have a very large Christmas display, and uh, just been super busy, but I'm back at it. So I believe we left off, Uh, you've applied for the job, and now they're going to bring you in for an interview. So here is my suggestions of what you can do to be extremely successful in an interview process and remember you're also interviewing the school to make sure it's going to work out for you uh, in my past we have offered coaches positions and they've after they got to meet my administration and looked at my facility they realized uh, they wanted to go in a different direction and uh, didn't no, no longer wanted to pursue that position that i had available And I would much rather have that happen to make sure it works out for both of us than somebody get in there and uh, it it doesn't work out. So first and foremost, um, I would say come in prepared, be ready to go. Uh, By that, I mean know the history of the school. Uh, Some schools are relatively new. Some schools have been around a super long time. Do your due diligence, get on the internet and find out about as much information as you can Learn the history of the school, the school colors, uh, the school mascot, you know, how that came to be, the school's name. And uh, that, that'll just pull you into the ether more, and it's more impressive uh, when, you, when you walk in and the name of the school, let's say the name of the mascot uh, or the Wildcats, and you're in there and you're calling the school the Bobcats. you know. <laughs> I would highly suggest that uh, you, know, you, know, you know your stuff about the school. Also, um, if you can, try to find out as much information about the facility of the school going in instead of asking while you're there, which by the way, you can ask, but do some research on uh, Google, get your Google maps out, Google Earth, and see the state of, uh, of the facility, where it's at, and what's the last time stuff have been done to it. Just know that school districts can be quite uh, lacking in their desire to keep athletic facilities up and uh you know if you could get in there ahead of time knowing that the stadium was built in 1970 that uh you know it may not look as great as some of those newer schools that uh, just built maybe 10 years ago so when you go into an interview it may be a committee or it may be just with the athletic director and administrator at the end of the day as an athletic director I want the best man or woman for the job it's going to turn my young athletes into young educated adults that's that's what I need so I always give this pitch once I you know offer a coach a job I'll say coach if you you could coach here a hundred years and this is what I need you to do win the games that you're supposed to win once a year surprise us and Turn these young boys and girls into young men and women, and you'll be a coach here for 100 years. It's that simple, and I cannot believe how difficult it is for, to, for folks to, to, to keep that at the heart of uh, their coreing beliefs of coaching. So what I mean by that is, you know, there's certain games you're supposed to win, and it doesn't matter what the sport is, right? There's, you know, you're, there's certain games you're supposed to win. And what I mean by surprise this one time a year, you know, there might be a juggernaut in your area. You know, whether it's money or prestige or just the sheer number of kids or the dynasty of the school, that you're just really not going to be able to beat that school. But maybe for the first half, you know, you keep them out of the the score zone. Or maybe first quarter of the game, you know, you, you you got them pinned back and you're actually threatening them. Or maybe they're a star swimmer, you know, you give that, that athlete the, the toughest competition all year. Don't have to win, but you know what? Just surprise us one time a year. And then the most important thing, they're children. And you're going to possibly have the ability to be with them for years. And I need you to hand off and be there for them when they transfer from children into to young adults. Sometimes you will be more of a parent than their own parents are. You're gonna be there for the best of times and for the worst of times. You're gonna see them at their ultimate worst when they're in pain, when they feel like quitting, when they're on the bench, when they're injured, and they're looking up and the first eyes they see in that injury are yours and they're looking for hope You're gonna be there for that. Their parents aren't gonna be there for that. You'll be there for that. And I just need all of my coaches to know that that's the ultimate experience that, that I need them to have. And the ultimate responsibility is to care for these kids and to getting them into being young adults. Now, hey, championship on the way, that's not too bad. But for the most part, not everybody's winning a championship. For the most part, Most of these teams aren't making it past the first round of playoffs. But it's being there with them, showing them how to win, how to lose, how to be part of a team, how to fight through adversity, and how to be gracious in victory and gracious in defeat. So, I'm off my soapbox. So, when you come in, there's major pillars that you need to have covered. The first pillar is their education. As a, as a head coach or as a coach, how are you going to facilitate their education? You're going to need to ask help from administration. Now, if you're a teacher that's moving on up into the ranks of coaching, it's going to be much easier. You're going to have access to all these different programs and personnel that can help you. But if you're an outsider coming in, you're going to need help. And you're going to have to ask for that help. And you're going to need to have a plan. And that plan needs to be one based on success. And I would suggest ask administration. What have you seen that works? Maybe ask a former coach that you had. Really penalizing kids. You know, you don't have good grades. You don't get to play. Right. Everybody's going to have that rule. But how are we staying on top of that? How are we curving that behavior before that? F or D shows up? How are you making yourself accessible to those teachers? So when junior or Sally is heading down that path that the teacher can always see way in advance, this is not good. How can that golf coach or that tennis coach get that information early on? So when you're out on the tennis court or you're out there on the driving range, you can have that one-on-one to find out what's going on so we could turn this around. Because remember, there are student athletes with the word student being first. Oh my God, that's such a cliche, but it's absolutely true. So you gotta have a plan. I would have to say that a successful plan would almost have to be individualized. The whole idea of we'll have study hall and we'll have, you know, especially if it's teenage boys, they are not gonna take advantage of a study hall. And I know if you have a larger team, if you're dealing with football or track or lacrosse and you have those larger teams, a baseball team, it's very difficult, especially with teenage boys, to say, all right, listen, before practice or workout today, we're going to do 45 minutes of study hall. These guys are going to show up. They're going to say they don't have any homework or they're going to be like, yeah, I asked my teacher for help. They didn't give me anything. It's it's almost going to have to be individualized. And I would have to say it's There's no easy answer. You're going to have to almost do a weekly progress report. Yes, it could be cumbersome, but remember, you want to be a coach, and these are the things that administration are going to need you to do. The next thing is you got to have some team rules, right? And I can go down a whole rabbit hole about team rules, but ultimately what you want to be is fair. And I'm not a big fan of having rules that are just standard across the board because there's always these unique situations that will blow out your team rules. And because you made it this way across the board, now you're hamstrung because you didn't have it in the bylaws of your rules. Give an example of this. I had a policy when I was a coach. You cannot miss the day before a game if you do, well, you're not playing. Well, I was a girl soccer coach and a lot of my girls are super high flyers involved in National Honor Society and all these other high flying uh, AP classes, very college ready stuff. And they had stuff scheduled months in advance that didn't really care about my soccer practices. And I'm talking a majority of my team. And these are great kids And at this point, I'm realizing, wow, my team role, because the girls were saying, Coach, I can't miss National Honor Society. You know, we only meet once a month, and it's going to fall on this day of practice, and i got to be there, and I'm a National Honor Merit participant, and i I got to go to this meeting, and they don't care about my soccer team rules. So I had to adapt quickly, and for most part, I would cancel practice. Therefore, saving face on my goofy team rules that I painted myself into a corner with. Teenagers are not going to communicate well. They're not going to do that. So if you come up with these great plans like my bowling coach does as long as you let me know in advance, then we'll go ahead and, you know, if you miss practice then you can still bowl on bowling day. But parents also aren't great communicators, so they'll have a pediatrician visit or Orthodontist, you get the point, and they won't even tell the child until the day of. Don't forget today after school, you gotta meet me in the parking lot because we gotta go to your orthodontist. And then the kid scrambles to tell the bowling coach, "Hey, bowling coach, I got orthodontist. meeting. I just found out today at lunch. Choose your star bowler. What are you gonna do? No fault to the kid. What are you gonna do? So." Um, When it comes to the team rules things, you have to be flexible and again, you know, it's just stuff to be aware of. Social media, right. Social media isn't going anywhere. You need to have a social media policy in place and you can't curb what the kids do on social media. Now, you can curb them if they're wearing your school's mascot, if they're doing it in the school's uniform. But if this kid is outside of school and the kid is expressing themselves on social media, that's you can't touch that. Even if they go down a dark road, even if they get super political, even if they do stuff that's really bad <laughs> as far as putting their views out to the world being vulgar, they're allowed to do it and there's nothing you can really do about it. So um, I would advise that... As far as your team rules go, just have a general overrule, overview of rules and what a good Samaritan, what a good citizen, what a good team member would look like and use the word may a lot. May be you know, suspended, may be held out for an event, may need to talk to parents. That word may gives you a lot of flexibility. Now, also with that being said, You need to document. You need to document like crazy. So always take attendance at practice. Uh, That's your best indicator. Uh, If someone's late, yes, I know it's a pain in the butt. Once I put that attendance clipboard down, I rarely picked it up till after practice. But if three girls showed up because of study tutoring, they needed algebra tutoring and they showed up after we started practice i had to find that clipboard and go back there and mark them down as late and then that way that's just more evidence on my side so uh so your team rules you have, make sure you have those a general guideline of what you would like to have your team follow but also ask admin the athletic admin and schools admin what they think include them say this is what i would like to see as far as good citizenship and good teamwork, but I'm not maybe completely familiar with the rules and regulations of the school board. I wanna make sure you know we're all on the same playing field. The next thing would be fundraising. Uh, as you know, a lot, every athletics, whether it's your highest private school with unlimited funds or your, you know, your other schools that have hardly any funding, you're gonna to have to fundraise. Don't think for a second that you're just gonna go in and coach. It doesn't work that way. So have a fundraising plan. To have a fundraising plan, you need to know what you're raising money for. And we'll go over fundraising in another episode, but uh, that is one slippery slope. When a principal hears that coaches are raising money, the principals get very apprehensive. So what I would suggest is talk to your administration about the possibility of getting a parent support group or a booster. How does the school feel about that? I know some schools don't allow it. Some schools promote it. Our school definitely promotes it. So you want to match the, uh, the what the school's admin wants to do. But then you need to write down, uh, get yourself a nice inventory list of the things you would like to have, what your team would like to have, and the... Potential expenditures of the team. And you need to write everything down. That way, you're showing the administration that you're conscientious of the costs associated with your sport. So, uniforms, you know, just I would just go online and see how much uni- Nike uniforms cost because they're not going to get any more expensive than Nike. So, at least you know what the top of the line uniform looks like for your sport, whether it's swim trunks. Uh, headgear for water polo, golf golf tees to football uniforms, basketball, you get the point, the socks, the shoes, the shooter shirts, the warm-ups, the bags, backpacks, the balls, whatever it is, don't go in assuming the school's going to buy you anything. Just assume it's all you. It'd be much better for you to go in with a financial plan of, you know, I'll need to raise $5,000 this year to get new uniforms, and some basic uh, gear for the kids. And then have the athletic director look you in the eye and say, oh no, coach, we'll, we'll cover those expenses. So the, the things here, this tournament here, maybe bringing in this specialist, you know, to have a special coaching clinic over here. You know, you could cover that. But as far as your uniforms and your gear, we'll cover that. But it, it's better to have those in advance. Uh, so have a financial plan. And just know this, coaches. The ticket sales, you don't get any of that. <laughs> that that does not go to your that does not go to your sports, so you don't have to worry about that. And those are the really the three big pillars, uh, of of an interview process. So, let's go back over those. Number one, um, to make sure that to let admin know that those kids are going to be safe with you and that they're going to develop into healthy young adults. That they're there for an education first and an athletic experience second and that you have a plan for them to be academically successful and that there's a safety net within your plan in the event that they start to slack off and maybe we could use athletics in a way to motivate them to get back on track. And then the third thing is uh, a financial plan that you are cognizant that this sport does require money, lots of it, and I have a plan in place with your approval to move forward to cover these expenses um, in the event that you select me as a head coach. I would suggest have all that written down. Please don't memorize it. Have it all written down. When you sit down, try to find out how many people are in the room. Bring at least one colored copy for everybody in the room. As far as your attire, you got two approaches. You could come in with the business, you know, look, you know, with a nice suit on and a tie to match the school colors or come in dress like a coach. Like when I'm hiring a golf coach, I want to see my golf coach in golf slacks in the polo. Or if it's a female coach, I like to see her in her, you know, kilt or uh, skirt, and, uh, and with her visor on, you know, that's, I want to, I want to see how my coach is going to look. And, uh, I, and just embrace it just embrace being a coach um, and there should be lots of smiles lots of laughing because you know talking about being a coach it's I, I the the interview process drives me crazy but I absolutely love it man. I, I love it when I get around other coaches and we're talking coachy things questions that you need to have in place right? like what are you getting paid what is this measly little stipend you're getting <laughs> all this liability you're going to take on for this measly little pay. You're allowed to ask that question, say sure. And then how do you get paid? Do you get paid weekly? Or are you getting paid halfway through the season at the end of the season? You know, what What are your obligations? The next thing is, what? hey, what is the school gonna supply me, All right? Uh, and that's okay. And write everything down as they're saying it. So so am I getting uniforms? What year are my uniforms? Or how many pieces, units of equipment am I getting? You know, football, it's quite, quite expansive. You know, do I have sleds? Do I have pads? Do I have helmets? You know, you can ask those sort of questions. If it's a larger sport like track, baseball, softball, um, football, how many coaches stipends do I get as far as my assistant coaching staff, if you're going in for the head coaching position? Also, uh, am I part of that hiring process or you're just going to assign a team to me? You know, you have those questions. Facilities. Uh, If you're going into a school and you're not familiar with the facilities, you want to make sure that the facilities are accessible to you when you need to use them. So, for example, the weight room. Is there a schedule for the weight room? When can I get into the weight room? Uh, uh, Other stuff like that. And uh, so you need to be able to ask those questions. Other than that, um, anything else you may want to ask, school keys, identification, that sort of stuff. But overall, uh, the interview process, again, it, you go in planned, uh, make sure you have your ears on, listen, uh, you know, I know you definitely want to make sure that it's the right fit for you, but uh, it also has to make sure that it's, it's a right fit for, uh, for the school as well. Well, that'll wrap up this episode. Uh, I appreciate you guys sticking around. I know this one was rather long and uh, When we come back, meet the team for the first time.